0: The experience of photographing all these different people, they all compare themselves to someone else. They all think that they are less than someone else for this one reason. It's unbelievable. And I'm here to tell you that you need to stop comparing yourself because what you bring to the table is better than you could ever imagine. We often tell
1: ourselves all the reasons why we can't do something. but. Have you ever tried to tell yourself all the reasons you can? This is a place where women chose to say "I can," where we turned our doubts, insecurities, and mishaps into successful endeavors. Hello and welcome. I'm Anna Isabella, and this is Boobs in Business. So I wanted to start this off, and I didn't read this quote to you yet, of a quote I found on your website, and I loved it. Okay, so we're going to start with
0: that. Well, it makes me nervous for
1: some reason. Like, what did I put on my website? <laughs> <laughs> so it goes, this particular aura can be found in the gate of a beautiful girl. In her smile, in her soul, the way she makes every raw little thing about life seem like it's going to be okay. Yes. I love that.
0: That is my favorite quote from my favorite movie that nobody knows. (laughs) So like most people, their favorite movie is, you know, some popular movie that's, I don't even know, maybe been in the movies at one point. I don't know if this one ever has, but it's called Beautiful Girls. And it's in like, I don't know, it took place in the 1990s, but it's old like Matt Dillon and Rosie O'Donnell and all these like Uma Thurman, all these people that were really popular when we were growing up, but not so popular back then. And he's talking about this girl on a poster. He loves supermodels. And he's like, it's not because of a sexual thing. It's because they give me hope for the future. They're just beautiful to look at. And they're powerful. Powerful. Exactly. I yeah. Loved it. It's my favorite movie. You have to watch it.
1: I will. You'll have to text it to yeah. me and I will try to watch it. Yeah.
0: Nobody knows it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I loved that, though, because I thought it totally embodied you and your business.
0: Yeah. And when I first started watching the movie, it really didn't resonate with me. But then as soon as I started my business, I heard that quote so differently, you know, because it related to something that I felt a lot more. I feel like a lot of times in life when we see things that we can relate to, it like sits with us a lot better. Definitely. You could read the same quote 50 times, but then like all of a sudden something happens and it hits you. And you finally get yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, oh, this didn't mean anything
1: before. Now, <laughs> now it's, it's everything. Yeah.
0: Well, welcome. Thank you. This is
1: Tina with Ella Foodor. I'm so excited to have you on this <laughs> podcast. We met randomly and we just vied right off the bat a few years back. All right. So Tina, I wanted to have you on because you have such a great platform built of a business and your platform is basically about lifting women up.
0: Can you tell us about what you do? Yeah, so I'm a boudoir photographer, and I started off doing all sorts of photography with my parents. They had a photography business growing up, and I went off to college, wanted to do something completely different because weddings didn't really speak to me, and family portraits didn't really speak to me, but come to find out, this is what really spoke to me. And when I went back to my parents' business, and I was able to explore my own passion, it just it felt so different
1: but when you say like came to me like i'm just like thinking of i don't know like seeing like a woman in laundry and you're like wow this is really cool this is awesome like i want to photograph this like what do you mean like this came to me like what was that moment no. for you
0: it's honestly such a long story i'm gonna shorten it but okay. like my brother was asked to photograph a girl for suicide girls and i was in college he had just turned 18 he was shooting weddings suicide girls is like sexy alternative pinup style it used to be anyway it's different now but it's all based on tattoos and piercings and he met this girl she was bartending he's like you have to help me I have no idea how to photograph a girl like this and I didn't either I had to actually go on suicidegirls.com and be like what is this And so I did like the seven day trial. I was able to look through all these shoots and they're really literally just like the shoots that I do. But the models had to be like covered in tattoos and piercings. And I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, wait, so you just subscribe to this website of like all these shoots of nudie girls. Is there something you want to tell me? And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now what do you think? Like this kind of photography just really speaks to me. I think that As women, we all have lots of insecurities. So when we see a woman photographed in such a way that could be seen as like controversial, but you just feel the beauty coming from her and like the freedom and the liberation. That's what I felt. I think it's
1: interesting your perspective, right? Because my perspective when I see that, and it's funny being on both ends because I've shot with you before, is like I look at those women maybe Suicide Girls, which I don't know of, but Mm -hmm. I would probably look at them and be like, oh my gosh, these are the most confident, beautiful women I've ever seen. Not realizing that you as a photographer, you probably can see that and be like, wow, they probably have insecurities they deal with themselves too. But you're also looking at it like this is incredible and powerful. I want to be a part of this.
0: Yeah. But like, so I think that I'm coming from that point of view too. So like, I might be the photographer, but I learn just as much from my clients as they learn from me through the experience. Yeah. Like I have had a lot to overcome with body image my whole entire life. I think we all have. And being able to show women photos of themselves that they can actually be proud of and to give them this experience that lifts them up and gives them this natural high that lasts for weeks. It's pretty amazing, honestly, like the reactions to...
1: And I feel like How if you've feel. never
0: done it, you don't really understand yeah. <laughs> it.
1: Like I, I'll say from my point of view, like we were talking about this a little bit before was like from a young age, I was bullied so badly. Like it's very. I remember you telling me. Yeah. About this. Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like now looking back, it wasn't funny at the time, but like people would call me like anorexia for being really skinny. Yeah. People would like yell it down the halls, so like, oh, hey, anorexia!" And I'd be like, oh my God, why am I identified people are horrible. as, yeah, yeah. And then, like, people would call me bug bites, you know? So then all of a sudden, for many years into my adulthood, like, being intimate or anything else, I always kept, like, my shirt on or I would never let anyone, like – What is it called? Like second base me. (laughs) Yeah. And then I will never forget the moment. I think honestly, meeting you kind of strangers, but really resonated with one another when we first had met. You're like, oh my God, can we shoot? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And I'll never forget that moment of being in a bikini with you after I did have my boobs done, which I absolutely (laughs) love. But I will never forget like being so insecure when we first started and you made me feel so comfortable to all of a sudden, like, It was just this total euphoric feeling of like, wow, like you are making me feel so beautiful. I feel beautiful. I feel sexy. I feel confident. And I almost forgot the label that I put on myself all of those years. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine what it's like being the photographer because I'm sure you experience this day in and day out with the woman you're with.
0: Yeah. So, you know, there are photographers out there, super hype girls. You know, I'm not really like that. I guess I just like see... I see what I see in you and I feel like the more you give that to me and the more we talk and get to know each other, the more you give yourself up to the camera and to me. And it's just this like connection that doesn't have to come from being hyped up. You know, I work with women of all sizes and I get this feedback sometimes on Instagram where like, can you post more curvy girls or can you post more like, It's unbelievable how many people assume that when someone is thin or skinny, whatever, that they don't have something to be self conscious about. I grew up like you and I felt very lanky. I was knobby. And like people said, I was really skinny. And I felt so self conscious that my entire life, you know, people assume that just the bigger girls get this negative attention. And it's not true. And every single woman that I photograph has some hang up about themselves, has some set of insecurities, you know, that they're looking to see past to see how beautiful they actually are through other people's eyes.
1: As a photographer, do you think that you see this for yourself? Like, what is it like to witness that moment? Because I'm sure you are so good at understanding energy and just being around women. I feel it when I'm with you. You're really good at reading a room, reading a person. What is it like being that photographer of knowing who a woman is, her possible insecurities that she carries coming into that shoot, and then all of a sudden seeing that moment that just
0: changes, you know? So, well, there's the point, like, when when she first contacts me, I'm asking a lot of questions. I remember my website guys would always be like, these are too many questions right off the bat. And I'm like, that's not true because I'm asking these questions so that I can get a feel for who they are, why they came to me. And people aren't asked questions As much as they should be, honestly. Like when you tell me these answers, you're giving up a part of yourself that you're insecure about right away. It's like unbelievable the connection I can feel with someone just from that questionnaire and then getting them on the phone and then seeing them in person for the first time the day that I'm photographing them. And then from there, I start photographing them. And of course, they're very nervous, but all of a sudden, that nervousness drops away. And you see them just come let to go. life. Yeah, they like let go in a certain way. And I'm always very conscious to point that moment out where I'm like, all right, where I'm just <laughs> like, it's just so fun. And like, you could see th- they say something more often than not like, wow, this is so much more fun. Like, I thought I was gonna be so nervous and... I thought I was gonna be awkward and you're just, you know, this this is so great. I could do this every day. It's funny because when I visit your website,
1: it's like one of the first main pages is let's get started. Yeah. And I think it's like the third question. It says, Is it normal to be nervous? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Yeah. It is normal. I would be concerned if you (laughs) weren't nervous, you know? Yeah. And I loved your questions, obviously, because like I go to that page and I think that's like a really great business tactic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering all these questions. I go to your website and I see all the questions in my head going through and I'm like, wait a minute, she's answering all of them. Yeah. But yeah, the question of like, should I be nervous for this? I thought that was a great thing because I think we're all so nervous to be our most vulnerable self and you're capturing every moment of that. It's powerful.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, no matter how many times you've done something like this, well, most of my clients have never done anything like this, to be clear. For whatever reason they're coming to me, this is something that's usually out of that person's comfort zone big time. They probably got some courage up, I don't know, maybe sitting on the couch with a glass of wine late night. And then the next day when I contact them, they're like, shit, what do I do now? (laughs) Like, I just what was I thinking, you know? (laughs) But then they meet me, well, on phone or they filled out that questionnaire and they realize that like, I'm just a person too. Everybody that does this is some sort of nervous. They're all coming from different places in their lives. Everybody is nervous. It doesn't matter why they're nervous. They're just nervous. And I know we jumped in this
1: pretty quickly. We're talking about nervousness because you photograph boudoir. URLF
0: mm-hmm. boudoir. Tell our audience what exactly does that encompass? So I heard another photographer say like and I felt so similar in this way because I don't like how there's such a large spectrum of what boudoir can be. It could be very soft and light and airy and feminine or it can go pretty erotic and dark and moody and like straps and We love that. Yeah, you know, and it there's are such a large spectrum, so I feel like if one person has seen one kind of boudoir, they just automatically assume that that's what I do. I like to say, which is what she said, that I photograph women in some state of undress. So you could be mostly clothed and have one extra button unbuttoned, you know, some more of your collarbone showing. It's really about the connection and not what you're wearing and the way that we go about our session, how you let go And let yourself be free. And a lot of what I do is I take control of all the things that would otherwise make someone feel insecure or unsure. I take control of those things. I'm posing, even though it might not look like it when you look at my work, I'm posing down to exactly how her head is tilted, where her hair is flipped, where her hand is, how she's looking, what expression is on her face because of what we're talking about. It's like literally hanging out with a girlfriend.
1: And you're literally like telling her story through a lens. Yes,
0: Yes. because I've learned so much about her before we even shoot. I've never met her before, most of the time. However, I've asked enough questions and listened to her and she feels comfortable with me. I've always been told I make people feel comfortable very quickly. So I kind of... I don't know. I use that.
1: Yeah. I can imagine a lot of people come to you for like these huge milestones in their life, whether that be like they're getting engaged, they're pregnant, they want to celebrate their body. Mm -hmm. What are like some of the most unconventional reasons that you think
0: women come to you? So, you know, it's easy to use this as an excuse to celebrate. However, I have women who come to me for a session to find themselves after divorce to find themselves after getting out of a relationship where they were, you know, beat down mentally and they just don't know who they are anymore. I've also had people come to me after, like, worse forms of abuse, sexual abuse and... Really? ...body dysmorphia. I mean, all different kinds of things. There's a lot, you know, and I think that we become so closed up because of whatever has happened in our lives and we don't let this side of ourselves come out. And... I don't know. A friend may have told them what the experience was like. You know, most of my clients come to me word of mouth referrals. It's almost like a high. Like, I can, yeah.
1: I almost attribute to, like, if I were to be going through something really difficult in life and I'm feeling really down on myself and the self hatred mm-hmm. that we face as women sometimes, it can be really difficult. We put a lot, a lot of pressure on ourselves. You yeah. know, we have so many roles we have to play in society. We have to, make money and provide we have to be moms we have to you know be ourselves take care look a certain way all these different things and all of a sudden
0: there can come a point where we just can't identify with who we are and that's a big part of it too so this is a chance to put all those hats away and just be with yourself You're not mom in the studio. You're not wife. You're not. I love when women do sessions for themselves. Like I think a lot of women justify it as a gift to someone else because of the price point. You know, it's not the least expensive thing to celebrate yourself. And, you know, but it is. An experience that lets you really find who you are as a woman in this feminine state without all the other you're vulnerable yeah. to yourself,
1: which is a really really hard thing to so do hard. like yeah. I think we
0: think it's so hard
1: to be vulnerable to society to each other to our partners mm-hmm. to our friends it's and our family so
0: mu- literally so often to our own partners. We don't let ourselves go even in front of the people that we think know us the best. We still hold our arm up and make sure that we have this facade on or like play a certain part with them. And if they don't, they're not used to seeing us in a certain light, we don't let them you know, it's just part of life. and Yeah, but that's why you're there, yeah. right?
1: Because you're capturing that moment where that woman is finally face-to-face with herself, which I think is so important. And it makes you really come to and be vulnerable with yourself. right? And then all of a sudden to sit down with you side-by-side side, and you're looking at these photos <laughs> of your beautiful the body, best, of your yeah. face, of your artwork. And you would just reflect just as I did. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, Maybe I am pretty, you know, maybe I am capable of these (laughs) thoughts that I have of myself and you are creating these images, which is just extraordinarily, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is a collaboration. Like you give me as much as I can get, you know, I have so many women who say, I like literally flipping through, I can't believe this is me. This was like an hour ago. This is me. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you it. did this. And like they're, like, they always say you did this. You're a magician. I'm like, I swear, I didn't do anything to these. You went to lunch. I fixed the color corrections, crops. Like I didn't do any retouching. This is you,
1: which is really crazy because I feel it's so different. And I'm sure women with listening can relate to this. Like we can look in the mirror and see ourselves, mm-hmm. but like it's such a different reflection when we see a photo of ourselves. Yeah. We are. We can often be quick to depict it. But like when we're looking at ourselves in such an intimate state, we're kind Mm -hmm. of sexy, we're feeling ourselves. we're touching our collarbone, whatever it may be. And we're looking at that. We automatically want to assume, oh, it's the talent behind the camera, but it's actually ourselves because we're finally feeling our confident self, our beautiful self.
0: Right. Yeah. It's very vulnerable situation, but it's really nice to be on the other side of it. And Do women ever get
1: like emotional during oh, this? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, I've had so many people hug me and cry. And, you know, I can't believe this is me. I can't believe I did this. Like, I was having such imposter syndrome. Who am I to think that I deserve this kind of experience? I'm nobody special. I don't know. Have anyone
1: done any like crazy like, Power moves after seeing this, like I just like picture like some woman just coming in, like oh, you know, like kind of feeling a little less than she like sees herself. She
0: calls her like wife. She's like, "I'm done with you. We're done." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Never in front of me, but I have had so many emails from women who are like, "I had no idea how this was going to affect me," and I see it trickle into their professional lives, their personal lives, and all these different ways because. Doing something that scares the shit out of you makes you feel more capable in other areas of your life too. You know, when you doubt yourself... In one area, you usually doubt yourself in a lot of areas. And when you do this, you know that you can do the other things too. It like opens up a whole yes. new chapter It trickles the in, realm of possibilities for yourself. Yeah, it trickles into all the different parts of her life. And she doesn't have any clue what's about to happen. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> and I know for myself, because I've done shoots before, just to get on the other side of the camera.
1: Did you do a boudoir shoot mm-hmm. before you started this journey? Or did you start the journey prior to doing boudoir?
0: No, I didn't do my own. Well, let's see. Sam was born in 2015. I, it's kind of funny, I got a camera meter from someone as a gift and I was taking self portraits and I had, you know, I was alone. I didn't have kids at that time. My husband was working And little by little, I started like taking one article of clothing off at a time and being like, oh my God, this is so fun. So I did a whole self-portrait and ended up giving my husband an album for his birthday of those pictures. But I didn't actually get photographed like by someone else until 2020.
1: And do you think when you were getting photographed, like were you coming from it from like a learning point as the photographer
0: or were you fully embracing it as the kind of model so the first time I got photographed was just a friend we photographed each other she's also a photographer but not a boudoir photographer so she kind of left it up to me to know how I looked in front of the camera like she just assumed that I knew what I was doing and I was like shit I don't know what to do like When you have the camera turned on you, you forget everything. I pose people day in and day out, but I need someone to pose me still. So I like the photos enough, but this past November, I did a shoot with a professional boudoir photographer. They were sexy. (laughs) That was so fun. Like She really did control everything like I do, which was nice for a change. I know now how important that is, and I didn't understand how I set myself apart until I did that with someone else like she really did take everything into control so I knew that I was in good hands and you can see it in the photos oh yeah you are like ladies you can't (laughs) see
1: her but she looks like this sweet innocent cup of tea sitting in front of me and these photos were so sexy (laughs) so sultry and just
0: Stunning. Thank I you. think my jaw hit the I floor. I literally stared at myself like day in and day out for weeks. It and was that's okay great feeling. Yeah. I, now would I put was
1: that like, photo on the visor of my car. Seriously,
0: <laughs> I literally texted her and I was like, "This is how it feels. Holy shit! This is what I get to do to other people all the time." And she's like, "Isn't it fun?" I'm like, "I feel like I'm a Saying million bucks. exactly what my clients say. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks. It was great.
1: Now do you photograph men too. Mm,
0: Photograph, mostly couples. Couples? Yeah, I have photographed a couple guys, but I don't know. I feel like I have to do a lot of vetting. They have to be like a direct referral of someone that I know because it's just a vulnerable situation being one-on-one in the studio with... Do you get like creeps ever because... Yeah.
1: Give us the dirty. Uh,
0: So one time I was... I mean, I feel like I've gotten catfished a couple times. Really? What do you mean? So, well, there was one time that someone contacted me for pictures and they sent me a bunch of pictures of themselves, you know, which most people do because especially if they're older. I feel like any woman over 45 has sent me a picture of themselves when they were 22, like how they remember, how they love to look. She did that... And I'm pretty sure it wasn't even a woman, honestly. Like I'm not sure. So you never saw them? I get every single person that I photograph on the phone right away. And that is a big way that I vet people.
1: Video you're saying? Not like not
0: even video. On the phone, I just I can get a good read on someone right away. I also had this Actually, you're probably looking for, like, creepy guys, but I've gotten, like, more creepy women than anything. Really? Yeah, and, like, people who just cross the line right away, thinking that because I photograph people in this intimate way that I'm, like, down for dirty talk, which is really interesting. Yeah, they get canned right away. Aleph Pudori goes to Um, OnlyFans. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously, it's pretty insane. So my friend Jamie, who I've shared a couple studios with, She's researched a couple people for me when I had the heebie-jeebies, and we found this one person, honestly, this could be a whole podcast in itself, the creepiest story in the world, but it was a woman who contacted me that her boyfriend wanted photos done of her, but he was away on work, working for FEMA, and that he would contact me with some questions. So she filled out the questionnaire. He also filled out the questionnaire, which it was very interesting. I don't know. I almost started to feel like they were the same person. So he starts emailing me saying that he wants me to photograph her in this very specific way. Apparently, it <laughs> sounds like so ridiculous. Let's hear it. So he goes, one time we were sitting on the couch and she was... In a thong, like, I like her. I don't even know. It was so weird. To each their own, though, you know, thong fetish, whatever kind of fetish you have. So someone rang the doorbell, and she jumps up and, like, freaks out frantically and starts doing this, like, weird little dance. I don't know. But in my head, I'm like, what an asshole. Like, am I allowed to swear? Yes. (laughs) What an asshole trying to, like, make fun of this, like, weird reaction that she had and want me to, like, photograph it. You know, and yeah. like, like people are vulnerable, but also he like kept me on this uh, cliff, like telling me the story little by little. And all right. Anyway, so he wanted me to photograph her in a field in the back of his uncle's house who he owned the house. And then so I'm like, Jamie, this is so weird. You got to read all these emails. So she starts doing research, finds his phone number, his Email in this witchcraft thread from 2016. No, 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 2006. So this was like in 2015. From 2006, his email in a witchcraft thread about, okay, so when she did this dance, his girlfriend apparently did this dance, like she was hopping around like a deer in headlights, like an actual deer, like doing okay. this, like a, almost like a Tourette's kind of thing, you know. So I'm like, What an asshole. Anyway, so it's this in a witchcraft thread about sacrificing a deer in this field. It was this whole thing that lined up like, I'm like, am I getting sacrificed? Is she getting sacrificed? (sighs) And the address that he gave us was like this super creepy rundown house with like all these old cars and like someone is locked in a dungeon somewhere on this property like I almost, like, to this did you day. call the police? To, to this day, I'm like, I should have called the police. Like, I just, I tried Wait, to get so them. Wait, so they wanted you to reenact reen- you? Reenact her getting spooked in a thong, in a field. So she did this, like, reaction and me photograph her. And, like, her and she's emailing me, like, well, how far away from my clothes am I going to be? And I'm like, this is just. I'm like he's so, emailing, she's emailing me. I'm like, are you guys the same person? Are you just fucking with me? But she, f- the thing that's so creepy about it is that Jamie found the email in this witchcraft thread that had something to do with a sacrificing a virgin deer, which he did say she was a virgin. Yeah, <sighs> I get like so creeped out. So all in all, you get some weird things coming into your inbox. Was like my budget is. I don't know, $6,000, which to anyone would be like, oh, hey, you know, like, let's entertain this. Yeah, like,
1: I'll do anything, whatever you want. Yeah.
0: But the finding the email and the witchcraft thread and all of the details, like, kind of lined up in this way.
1: So how did you, like, professionally break up with this I client? said,
0: I need you guys to call me together. The next time you are together, I need you to call me and we can talk about this over the phone and I never heard from them again. But... I do have the address, and for years and years and years, I've like gone back to it, and I'm like, I feel like I need to send the cops over there. Like, I don't know. It's just such a weird feeling. Maybe this is your calling. I like. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, Anna, like I can tell you that there have been more than just those, but that was that one, one of the like creepier. stuck out the most to you. Yeah, because you hear these things like the Craigslist killer and, you know, like who may have fallen for that?
1: Yeah, but also like it's also hard because like who follows this page with all these beautiful women in such intimate settings? Like you want to portray people like me who look at this as like, wow, these women are beautiful. They're powerful. It makes me feel motivated.
0: And then there's people who abuse it too. Mm -hmm. And for one reason or another as a – You know, I thought about taking my profile on Instagram and making it a personal one instead of a business because then I can make it private. But I also don't want it to be like that either. Like few people ruin it for the rest. And I'm trying to keep it as positive of a place as I can. And I've had to block people, help them unfollow me. You know, you can like click, you know, remove them as a follower. I've done that plenty of times. I've deleted lots of comments because this is just not a place for that. I will say, though, like, I've
1: definitely abused your page every now and then. (laughs) You have some, like, pretty good-looking men on there. (laughs) What is it like? I mean, like, I'm, like, a 12-year-old all giddy right now (laughs) because I I see these men, and my gosh, I would be kind of, like, blushing flustered, obviously, because I'm not, like, you, like, the professional, but,
0: like, what is it like photographing some of these men who are nude? So more often than not, it's implied nude, you know, even though it looks like they could drop the sheet at any time, it's really just implied, you know. I'd be like, drop the sheet. (laughs) You know, but it it opens up all these different... So basically, men are just as insecure as women, the same kind of way. They're worried about A, B, C, and D, and it's just different worries that I have to think about with women. That must be like a... Interesting mind
1: shift and dynamic to witness as a female because oftentimes I feel like we're all like, we think as when we're going through Mm -hmm. these things as individual people, but actually the men are are dealing with it also.
0: Yeah, like I've had guys bring weights to get pumped up and like look more buff. And, you know, like I've had them worried about being erect during the shoot and I'm like... Do they ever get erect? Well, it's not something that I want to think about. Honestly, like I guess I just don't really... I prefer to photograph women because I can relate to them more. For a guy, that's not what I'm looking for. When I photograph nudity, like nude bodies, I'm looking at the light. I'm looking at the shadows and the, and the shapes and, like, everything around what's nude. I'm not looking at body parts. You're not like me. No. <laughs> well, I think this is, like, a huge part of the mysterious side of what I do. Like, the, you know, I, like... This is demystifying it for you, okay? So I'm not looking at nude body parts. I'm looking at the art of it and the light and the balance and all of that. So when someone comes to me with a concern of like, well, should I be erect or should I not be? I'm like, I don't care if you are. Do what you got to do. I'm not looking there. Yeah. If this is going to make you feel a certain way, then you got to do what you got to do. But I'm not getting involved in that. And I don't like having that conversation because – I can't relate to it, and I don't want to minimize how they feel about it because everyone feels a certain way about their body, and I don't want to be dismissive about it. However, it's not something I really want to have to think about. So I just – I guess that's where boundaries are created. Yeah. So this conversation that I have leading up to the shoot matters a lot, especially with guys as couples – there's a lot of preparation that goes into it in the way of setting setting expectations and limits. They know that there's nothing actually happening in the studio as far as like penetration, anything like that. Like I'm not photographing porn. I'm not an erotic photographer. I'm there to photograph connection and like the energy. Energy. Yes. Who they are as a couple, what emotions they bring out of each other. How You know, I am telling them where to put their hands and what light to be in.
1: When you're photographing yeah. couples,
0: are they like in the moment or are they like
1: pose here, pose there, pose whatever? Or are they like genuinely creating that connection in front of you, moving with it?
0: It's kind of a balance. So I tell them, right, like that when I'm going through what to expect during the shoot, and I do this in person and in email before, I say, I'm going to put you in the best light. I'm going to pose you or prompt you and tell you exactly what I want you to do but you guys are going to bring out those emotions yourself. So I might say like okay, Ashley go in the window. I'm going to photograph a couple of shots of her. And then, Steve, I want you to walk up to her on her left side, and I want you to wrap your arms around her midsection, and I want you to pull her in close and kiss from her ear down to her shoulder.
1: I feel like you're, like, reading me a romance novel right
0: now. but I'm, like, so much more, you know, like, do this A, B, C, and D. You know, I'm not, like, kiss down her shoulder. like (laughs) That's (laughs) what I hear. Tell her sweet nothings, you know? Like, this is more just, like, okay... I want you to be here, and I want you to walk up to her, and I want you to make her feel like she's yours. Like, I'll say something like that. And I'm going to move around them and photograph them in the best light, in the best ways with the right lenses. And once he gets over to her and he pulls her in close and he kisses down her shoulder, I'll say, Ashley, bring your arm up around his neck. So you're really directing. I'm really directing the entire thing. Like, okay, I want you to... Reach up and grab her bra strap, bring it down her shoulder, kiss her. Yeah.
1: I need to like write it's out a so script fun. for you. It's and so then fun. I'm going to have my husband and I come. Yeah. <laughs> and finally,
0: I'll get the fantasy of my dreams. Perfect. So <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. You're taking my job, making it very much easier for me. I feel like,
1: especially couples too, like you were saying, you're photographing weddings, you're photographing divorce, you're mm. photographing someone having a child. You also do in-studio shoots too. Yeah. But I almost feel like you can almost be like a therapist for some people. I mean, when you're telling me about like these couple shoots, for instance, mm-hmm. I just had my second child. Obviously, like my husband and I, were not just like, <laughs> you know, banging on the corner every three minutes, you know. Yeah. But like I feel like you can create this place almost where like people can come also connect with themselves, but also create a unity and connection with their partner, with themselves, with whatever it may be. You're really, you're bringing life to someone who might need to feel a certain type of way.
0: Yeah. Kind of like reawakening something that may have not been around for a while. And I've heard this is the best date night ever. (laughs) So this is something that I've always wanted to do. I want to create this day where I have like 20 minute time slots, Okay, so I want someone to literally show up at my door. This is like a no-word session, and if someone copies this, I'm gonna know that it came from you. We're copywriting this. This is my idea, and it is gonna be the bomb. So I want someone to literally show up at my door, no words. I want them to start fully clothed, and I want them to literally like make eyes at my camera, make eyes away from my camera, but take one piece off at a time, drop them in like a trail of clothes. Do their thing. It's like blowing off steam. It's like I've had a hard day. I'm gonna get sexy for 15 minutes. Like You're gonna put old fashion in the corner. Oh yes, yeah. shots, Kila, fashion, whatever, whatever is there. But I want that person to leave a trail, be sexy as fuck, and like literally give me that almost like tension. Like lay it on the camera, lay it on me, and then pick up one piece at a time, put it back on make their way out the door, that is their session. Whether it's a couple, whether it's a single, like, can
1: I, ca- I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, because I actually totally understand what you're saying because that's exactly what I said coming into this was like how I was telling you how when you photographed me, right, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of my past self of like, oh my gosh, like I'm not capable of being photographed. People made fun of me. I don't have the ability. I'm not confident. I'm in- insecure. Yeah. Walking into your door and being like, Fuck all of that. Yep. Let me be my best self, taking a piece of clothing off at a time. And all of a sudden, you're yep. just like this powerful individual.
0: Yeah. So like normal sessions, I people explain themselves a lot beforehand. This is something I feel like that might be catered towards someone I've already photographed who knows like how I work and how it goes where no words is more powerful than words. Like where – there's no explanation needed. You don't have to tell me where you're coming from. You don't have to tell me anything. You just show me with your actions, with your eyes. Like, if you could show me how you feel with just your body language, that's what I want. No words, drop all your clothes. I feel like if it's a photos. couple, it might get intimate. <laughs> I feel like there would definitely be, like, some super steam, like, whatever happens in that car outside, I have no idea. But, like, seriously, can you imagine starting off a date night like that? Holy shit. Honestly, behind here, I'm like blushing because I'm yes. like, um, can I be that person with my husband? I know. But. I really want to hold these sessions. Like, I don't even know how to go about it at this point, but how fun is that? I think that would be so cool.
1: And I really think you would get something like incredibly Incredible. magical. Yes. I yes. I'm so happy. You're, you're on to it. it. Yes. <laughs> <High five. laughs> okay. So I am like obviously getting blushy because everything you do, <laughs> I think I just think it's Not only sexy, but it's empowering. And I think power and sexiness is just – it's just such a turn on. It's such a euphoric thing for a lot of people. But I also want – this is boobs and business. I also wanted to get into the business side of things. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of talk about Ella Boudoir and your journey as an entrepreneur. I know that you do mentorship programs Mm -hmm. that you offer to other photographers. But I more or less want to start like someone listening right now, you know, They may have their iPhone. They may love taking pictures. Mm -hmm. They may not have all the money to start. I mean, I think that's a big concern for a lot of people wanting to pursue a journey of entrepreneurship. They're just like, you know, I don't have thousands of dollars to do this, whatever it may be. What can you tell someone who wants to start their own photography business?
0: I mean, it's kind of hard to decide if you want to keep it as a hobby or if you want to make money doing it. So I think that the biggest thing is if you were to move from a hobby into creating a business out of it, you have to notice some things and really take note. Like, what do you love to photograph? Like, what do you photograph and it makes you want to run to the computer, load up the photos and see them right away? What makes you super excited to share your photos with someone else? Is it the light? Is it the subject? Is it the emotion behind it? Is it like your connection with that person? What about taking those photos really stands out to you? And you really have to stick with those. And, you know, it can be really easy to just take whatever jobs you get, but then you're You're not feeling your passion. No, you're not. And it just feels like work at that point. This feels so much better, like really paying attention to what makes your heart burst and then shooting that all the time, like do it for fun, do it for for money eventually, but you have to build up this trust and you have to build your style and you have to figure that out too. So like the more you shoot, the more easily you'll be able to figure that out. And when you keep showing consistent work and saying things about it that make other people resonate with you, that trust is built. So when you're hired as a photographer, they're going to say, well, I'm hiring you because I know that you're going to deliver the kind of photos that make me feel like me. And people just want to be seen. So at first, you're going to have to do a lot of photography just for fun and, you know, give it away a little bit. And then you have to make sure that you value your time if you're serious about it.
1: Yeah, we do talk a lot about that on um, Moves in Business and essentially like, You can't expect to start this journey and just make money. You have to put in the hard work. And a lot of times you have to give your time for free, which is not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. But I also know that it can be really hard, I'm sure, as a photographer with social media. I mean, there's so much photography now easily accessible on social media on Instagram. Like, how can you differentiate yourself? Do you think that, for instance, if someone wanted to go into wedding photography, do you think it's too saturated or do you think there's opportunity? Oh, there's
0: always room. Oh, there's always room for what you have to give. What is your superpower? You have to think about that because, you know, My people would probably say like how they feel when they are photographing, uh, when I'm photographing them, you know, and the experience has so much more to do, like it has, it's just so much more important than you imagine. So I think that with social media, only showing your best work, quality over quantity, and using the captions as like a platform to say how you feel about it don't sell to people, don't sell because your work will sell itself. This is a place for you to connect with people and make them feel seen and connected to you. So social media can be a lot of work, but if you go about it the right way and you use it in a way that benefits you just as much as it benefits the people who are following you, that feels different. It's just a different experience of social media. Yeah, like you could make it feel like a second job or you can use it To your own advantage and people will follow you if they really love what you're saying and they love what you're showing. They'll follow you for their own reasons. You know, I love that. Yeah, it's social media can be a lot, but it can also be really rewarding. Yeah, if you know how to use it
1: well to your advantage, and if you have the passion behind the camera, sounds like. If someone wants to start off, what do you think are like a few components or things that they need to really just like get their basics down to pursue this career? Like what would you recommend as like the best camera to start with? Like can you start on an iPhone? Would you recommend that? No.
0: Okay. I I don't recommend that at all. Like iPhones are great when you're a hobby photographer. Just to get a feel for, like, loving – like, okay, I love to take photos, but that's not how – like, if you're serious about getting – like, getting into this, get yourself a camera with a couple lenses, invest in a mentor, like, someone who can teach you how to use those tools because I could take a camera that's much less professional than mine and make great portraits with it. It's just how you use your tools, you really have to dive in deep. I would go on Creative Live, start looking at like looking through those seminars that you can watch them for free if they're live or you can sign up. I started off doing that when I YouTube. YouTube there's just so much to sift through and I've super ADHD like I have to be doing something with my hands in order to sit there and watch a YouTube video. I just can't focus. Or I would like turn on Creative Live when I was editing or something. What is Creative Live? I'm not sure what uh, that it's is. Like, it's like YouTube but it's Curated videos of, like, you know, photography 101 or posing basics. And it's a bunch of really great photographers teaching lessons. It's a big database of videos. You can watch it. If it's live, it'll be free. Otherwise, you can subscribe and have access to all the videos. But definitely find someone whose work you resonate with and look into a mentorship with them because, like, for my mentorships, it's a one on one mentorship. They can literally spend that hour, two hours asking me anything they want. It is, what are your questions? Let me help you figure this out in layman's terms. I'm not a super technical person. I feel like the way that I see how to put together your exposures, how to put together your photos and like composition, I look at it from a standpoint of, I don't know, I'm just kind of like human about it. You could get super technical. But you just want to make sure that that person, they're a beginner. You have a question. I have an answer. I was in your spot at one point. I wish that I had what I'm giving people right now. I really do. And that's how I go about it. Is there like a camera that you would recommend to someone listening if they wanted to just start it off? Yeah, there's like uh, camera kits you can get, like a D5200 with a couple lenses that come with it. If I were to go back and start over – and Honestly, like I didn't ever have like a crop sensor camera because my parents were photographers. and I just started with their full frame cameras. I would just go straight into getting a full frame DSLR or a mirrorless because those are big now. Get one good lens. I would start with a 50 millimeter lens. With good glass, it's a little bit of an investment, but it's going to give you the photos that you're looking for. It's going to give you the experience of photographing people the way that you want – the way that you imagine, whereas, like, camera is not going to give it to you.
1: Where, where I'm sure, like, if you're using the wrong tools, like, same with lashing, right? Like, I started off with, like, an Amazon kit, right? Yeah. And there's so many different types of glues out there. So, like, if I was using the wrong glue, I'm constantly combating myself. Like, oh, you're not good. You're not getting this. You should just give up. Yeah, the budget. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, that's because I wasn't using the right products. I was just trying to not go to the – I could only afford so much. But I could also like overexpend in certain ways to get myself better products to create better results. Right. So I could envision like say you're using a bad camera, you're going to then judge yourself for poor quality photos when maybe it was just the camera. Is well, that, does
0: that make sense? Kind or- of. Like if you give me – like I know what I'm doing now. So if I go back to a camera that's not so great and a lens that's not so great, I can still take photos on that. However, for me, if I were to go back, I would get one nice camera – like a full frame DSLR and one good lens, quality over quantity, master that shit. Like, get it down, learn on that, and then add another lens. Then you can upgrade to another camera body. But I think that when you go with the budget stuff, you're kind of cheating yourself and you're not getting the experience that you're looking for because it's just, I don't know, you can end up with like... 10 lenses that aren't so great in a camera body that's super limiting. Oh, yeah.
1: I've definitely been there where I've overexpended in different ways because I was trying to be cheap and affordable, but then I end up spending more money instead of just going to the right source. Right.
0: Exactly. I feel like
1: that's what you're saying. Yeah, Get a
0: nice enough camera body, full frame, get one lens, and get a mentor. Get someone to teach you what you're looking to do and do that.
1: So Tina, I want as we come to a close here, I want to know like if someone does want to pursue photography, I obviously I recommend you because <laughs> you are just such a genuine person and you do want to see everyone succeed. How can someone find you?
0: Well, I'm definitely on Instagram all the time and I'm very present there. So my Instagram handle is at LF. B-O-U-D-O-I-R. I I like how you have to spell it because we literally were talking about how. (laughs) I know. This word is so hard. Boudoir. Yeah. L-F-Boudoir. And then it's the same www.lfboudoir.com. I've tried TikTok a few times. They like to remove all my things because they're very much more censored. Not that I'm posting anything crazy, but me and TikTok aren't that good of (laughs) friends. So, but I'm also there at LF Boudoir. Yeah. All right.
1: And I want to... And with one question. Mm -hmm. What is one thing people should start doing
0: and one thing people should stop doing? Oh, boy. I think that people need to start listening to their intuition and how they actually feel instead of listening to what everyone else tells them. I think that that is huge and it's, you know, doing the opposite has held me back from a lot of things. That fear that keeps you paralyzed and whatever someone else is telling you has nothing to do with what you know that you can do. I even my parents, so many people told me I could not make a full business out of boudoir. And if I had listened to them, I would not be where I am right now. Honestly, like it is it's very eye-opening. I I knew I wanted it and I wasn't gonna listen to anybody else.
1: I love that you said that because when I wanted to start a business doing lashes. My goodness. My mm-hmm. now husband, my family was like, what? Yeah. You're going to do a business putting lashes on people?
0: Yeah. And it comes from their own insecurity, their own sense of fear where they limit, have limited themselves and they feel like it's you know crazy to go out on a limb and do something so niche down. But the niche is where it's at. If you can really hone in on what you are passionate about that's all that matters. You can't let anybody tell you that you can't because if you believe that you won't go where you're supposed to go. And where you're supposed to go is where happiness is. Yes,
1: yes, yes. That's awesome.
0: I love that. <laughs> and
1: what is one thing people should stop doing?
0: Comparing themselves to everybody else, honestly, because the it's like unbelievable the people that I meet, what they've given me, what they think that I'm giving them is like pales in a comparison of what they give me. Like the experience of photographing all these different people, they all compare themselves to someone else. They all think that they are less than someone else for this one reason. It's unbelievable. And I'm here to tell you that you need to stop comparing yourself because what you bring to the table is better than you could ever imagine. Someone wants exactly what you have. It's unbelievable.
1: I am just I'm so smitten. I am so, so happy and blessed to have had you here. And I can't wait to continue this friendship. And I am so excited to bring this episode to the audience and to the people who are following boobs with business. I it's going to be incredible. I thank you so, so much yeah, from the bottom of my heart for you, you being for here. Me. And we have some like quotes we have to like patent down. <laughs>
0: I know, right? We're gonna go through this and be like, what did I
1: say? <laughs> So thank Mm -hmm. you. I love you. And tune in next time for our boobs and business. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. Thank you.